Welcome to Nancy Wilson's Femina Podcast. This audio is brought to you by Canon Press. Welcome to the Femina Podcast. This is Nancy Wilson. Thanks for joining me today. I think today is number 50, so I feel like I should celebrate and do something, don't you? But I think the way I'm going to celebrate is by talking to you today about friends, one aspect of friendship. The other day, I saw a quotation on Facebook that just sort of zipped by quickly, and it said something like this, every Christian needs a large graveyard in which to bury the sins of his friends. And I'm sorry I can't attribute it to anyone. I didn't pay close attention to who said that, but it is a good quote. It's very true. If you have friends, that is, it's true. And I would add that the graves in this graveyard should be unmarked graves, totally unmarked graves. If we buried the sins of our friends, we wouldn't have so many broken friendships and so much strife and problems, so many problems, if we just buried the sins of our friends. Here are three scriptures that back up this principle. Proverbs 17, 9, he who covers a transgression seeks love, but he who repeats a matter separates friends. And then Ephesians 4, 32, and be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. And then 1 Peter 4, 8, and above all things, have fervent love for one another, for love will cover a multitude of sins. Holding grudges, taking offense, these are activities that do not bury the sins of our friends. And burying them means forgiving them, covering them. And like I said, when you bury it, you don't put up a gravestone, a marker, to point it out. This is where I buried that sin. (laughs) This is where I buried her sin. This is where I buried his sin. It's like, no, we bury it and we forget it. And don't forget the Lord's Prayer, where we're asking God to forgive us the same way that we forgive others. Do we want him to bury our sins? Well, of course we do. So we want to imitate him in this. And we want to, in praying the Lord's Prayer, to be able to say, please forgive me the way I forgive others. All right, so we we all sin, true. And we've all sinned against our friends. And maybe there is a friend out there who has never wronged a friend, but I sort of doubt it because we are all given to sin in many ways. So remember, when you are covering a transgression, when you're forgiving one another, Your friend has a graveyard too, and some of your sins are out there six feet under. It works both ways. So let's say, for an example, let's just walk through practicing this. Let's say a friend breaks a confidence, and you find out and you feel betrayed, and so you are. But have you ever broken a confidence? Ever? So cover it. Cover your friend's sin. Bury it. And on top of that, learn not to share the kinds of things that you would not want repeated. This will be a really healthy corrective for you. So tell yourself something like this. She was wrong to break the confidence, 
but I was wrong to share that information with her in the first place. I'm the one who deserves the spanking, not her. This is learning wisdom. And at the same time, realize that she's not someone you can trust, so forgive her and then back off a little and don't view her as the kind of friend you should confide in. So it's two things. You forgive and you grow in wisdom. All right? Now, I'm not saying that she's not your friend anymore, that you back off 100%, but that you proceed with caution and you just be wiser and more alert and don't burden your friends with confidences that you expect them not to share. So confess your own sin in oversharing and thank God for his forgiveness and then bury her sin and go deep and no digging it back up to think about how wrong she was. Once it's buried, it's covered, it's forgiven, it's gone. So let's say you have a good friend who drifts off to become someone else's good friend. Well, that's not a sin. So you must not take offense. And if it was a sin, you must not take offense. You must not be hurt. Now, I know that might sound hard, that you must not be hurt, but you have no claim on someone's exclusive friendship. So let love cover it and move on. Don't nurse hurt feelings. Thank God for your friend, for her friend, and determine to be grateful and not competitive. If she ever comes back your way, you have not changed. You're just the same. She will find you the same way she left you, which is open-hearted, open-handed, willing to be her friend. You have no resentments about the past, but if you have learned wisdom, you will not become dependent on the friendship like you once were. You have set her free to be your friend or someone else's friend. There are no expectations. And that's what freedom in Christ is. All right? That's fervent love. That's a love that covers a multitude of sins. Okay, so let's just go back to start. Do you have a graveyard to bury the sins of your friends? Maybe it's time to get one. And never forget how much you have been forgiven. Your friends have had to bury your sins, and let's hope they have, and then they're not bearing grudges toward you. Just remember, this is, this is not a one-sided activity. This is Christian living. This is not optional. This is Christianity 101. So just to review, Proverbs 17, 9, he who covers a transgression seeks love, but he who repeats a matter separates friends. That's right. Repeating a matter, breaking that confidence, it does separate friends. Yes, it does. So you be the one to forgive. You be the one to be more careful and to maybe just be wiser, but to still be willing to be friendly and to be a friend. And then Ephesians 4.32, be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake has forgiven you. It takes a tender heart to forgive one another. If you're hard-hearted, you won't forgive. You're going to keep a grudge, and your heart's going to grow harder and harder and shrink up and smaller and smaller. No, don't be that kind of person. You want to be tender-hearted, not hard-hearted. You want to be loving and kind, and part of loving and kindness, in fact, a very big part of being loving and being kind is forgiving one another. And then finally, the verse from 1 Peter, above all things have fervent love for one another. 
If you love one another fervently, forgiveness is going to be a large aspect of that love. And then as that verse concludes, for love will cover a multitude of sins. Isn't that wonderful? What a wonderful promise. So if you feel like you don't have love to cover that sin, then where do you go to get that love? Where do you go to find free grace to enable you to extend that forgiveness even when the person hasn't come asking for it? You don't want to be burdened with their sin and your lack of forgiveness. No, ask for more grace. Ask God to give you that love that you may extend and cover their sin. And then you're free. You're not carrying around your hurts and your offended pride or whatever it is. You're free in Christ. You've buried that sin. Glory to God. Thanks so much for joining me today.